Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I am really excited about today's show. I'm going to be joined by Jen Herman, and we'll explore the Instagram algorithm, Instagram business profiles, and lots of tips and tricks for Instagram success. By the way, if you want to reach me, email me at podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. Let's now transition over to this week's brand new discovery. Helping you stay alive in a social jungle, here's this week's survival tip. This week, I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new discovery. What'd you find, Eric? I found a really cool tool for mobile picture takers who want to edit things out of their photos. It's called Touch Retouch. Ooh. Talk yeah, about this, some applications here, first yeah, of all. Yeah, so this is really cool, and it's for iOS and Android, and it's called Touch Retouch, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It will let you open up a photo in the app and take out those things that you don't want to have in the photo, like uh, a photo bomber or, yeah, or a bird that uh, just flew right behind you or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or say you've got this nice picturesque landscape, but you got some phone lines in it. Well, you can remove those phone lines or, you know, power towers or wow. uh, even a cell tower wow. kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, how easy is it to use? This thing is so easy, and and I honestly didn't even believe how powerful it was uh, until I played with it myself. I pulled out, uh, I I took obvious pictures where I wanted to report. I I I went to a, a street area and I took a picture of a um, oh what's it called a stop sign. And <laughs> what I did was, and I didn't just take a picture of the stop sign itself, but I took it of the the whole area, and I literally. Again, it's called Touch Retouch, and you select the tool, and it's got magic whatever, and you just rub your finger, masking over what you want to remove, and it analyzes what's around that area, and it just wipes it out. It's so cool. Really? Is it easy to mess up, or is it kind of like, can you accidentally delete something else in the process, or does it, is it smart enough to know, like, this is where that object ends? It, it no, Well, it's going to go literally by what you're telling it to, to remove. So it, as long as you... You push to... your finger down and you wipe it out like a brush. Yeah. It's it's not going to add anything else to it if you don't press down again and start moving. And, it, and it, it's not going to pick up accidental like rubbing of your, your knuckles or anything like that. And the quality is really good doing. too, the end result? It's not 100% perfect, but it fooled me. Wow. It's, it, I mean, I was – I mean, again – not perfect is one thing, but this thing was so amazing. I was like, oh my gosh, like it took blemishes out of a wall. Wow. Like That's really you couldn't cool. tell it wasn't a brick wall. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, I'm assuming it's a paid app. 
It is. It's a dollar ninety nine, and again, it's for iOS and Android. And where you go to get this, it's made by Advasoft.com. So you go to Adva-Soft.com. Wow, very very cool, Eric. Thank you so much for uh, bringing this brand new find to us. I can't wait to try it out. You're welcome. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. And now for this week's interview with Jen Herman. Helping you simplify your social safari, here's this week's expert guide. This week, I'm very excited to be joined by Jen Herman. If you don't know who Jen is, she's a social media consultant and Instagram marketing expert. Her blog, jenstrends.com, J-E-N-N-S, trends.com, has placed in our top social media blogs contest three different times. She's also wrote an excellent ebook called The Ultimate Beginner's Guide to Instagram. Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We're pretty excited because this is my first actual in-studio recording, everybody. Many of you may think that we're actually recording in-studio, but in reality, we're almost always separated over Skype, and Jen is here in our brand new offices, and we're actually literally about six feet from each other, Jen. (laughs) It's awesome, and the new offices are so gorgeous. Awesome, awesome. Well, listen, folks, today, Jen and I are going to explore why you, as a marketer, and a business, working for a business, should consider Instagram business profiles. And so many people are not sure, should I or shouldn't I move to an Instagram business profile? But before we get there, I want to start with algorithms. So (laughs) talk to me about the Instagram algorithm, because I know a lot of people are like, does it even exist? What is it? Tell us what your thoughts and experience are with it. The Instagram algorithm totally exists. It came out last year. We know it's there. Everyone knows about it. Everyone freaked out about it. But it's really not as bad as people think it is. And for a lot of marketers, it's actually been really helpful. Um, If you're doing the right things on Instagram, you can actually use the algorithm to get better reactions, better engagement, and better reach your target audience. So the way it works is not exactly like Facebook, and that has to be stressed. The Instagram algorithm is actually based on personal use, not necessarily public use. So if I always engage with certain people's content, their content will show up higher in my feed. But just because five other people always engage with their content does not mean it will show up higher in my feed if I never engage with their content, which is opposite of Facebook. Facebook, if it's really popular, they're more likely to show it to more people. The Instagram is very personally based. So 
if you're trying to game the system and get tons of automatically quick engagement, that's not going to make a big deal when it comes to your actual target audience. So you really want to make sure that you're putting the best content for your actual customers and your actual followers that when they see it, they stop, they engage, comment, like, whatever it is, that then they're going to constantly see your content higher in the feed. And the algorithm also does not currently resort. So if you log on to Instagram now and you log on again in three hours, it's only resorting the content that uploaded in the last three hours. It's not go- Everything beyond that point is exactly the way it was the last time you logged in, unlike Facebook, which is constantly resorting it. So no one will ever miss your content. If they scroll far enough back, they will see everything you ever posted. It's just how often you're posting and how often your audience is logging in. Okay, so just so I understand what you're saying, let's say that I'm a fan of the Social Media Examiner Instagram account, and I regularly interact with that account. The algorithm is going to know that about me, and if that's one of the accounts that I interact with more than others, then it's going to lift, if you will, that content that is published by that account so that I see it before I see some of the other yes, content? Is that absolutely. Correct? It'll be one of the first few posts you see every time you log in. Got it. Now, this is not all unlike what Twitter has released over the last couple of months where um, Twitter is is grouping, in, in Twitter's case, they're actually grouping together a bunch of tweets from an account that you particularly are engaged with and showing them all in one shot. I would imagine in this case, it's just the most recent one. Right. Just whatever since their last login. So if, if I'm following Social Media Examiner and I haven't logged in in 24 hours and you guys have posted three times... I will see those three posts higher, but oh. not necessarily back to back. I see. I might see one of them first, one of them number eight, and one of them number 12 or something like that. But I would see them all higher because of the fact that I highly engage with your content. Is there anything that we as marketers can do at all to encourage activity to help our you know, fans, if you will, to see our content first? Having better content is my biggest thing. And the thing that is actually kind of counterintuitive is actually posting less content. Because if you're always posting content, people kind of get saturated and they're more likely to skip past it. If you're only posting three times a week and it's the best of the best possible content, it's beautiful, it's gorgeous, and they really want to connect with it, they're more likely to engage. If you're posting three times a day, they're like, eh, I can skip this one. It's not a big deal. And if you're posting that much, it's harder for it to show up as high in the feed because you're creating so much content. If If they haven't logged in in 24 hours and you've posted only once, then Instagram's going to put that at the top of the feed. The other thing is using calls to action, whether it's something in text overlay, whether it's something in your caption that encourages people to actually leave a comment or to tag their friend in the post or something like that. Because when you force that engagement, the algorithm is going to say, oh, people are engaging with this. Therefore, they want to see more of it. So anything you can do to bolster that, whether it's calls to action, better content, frequency of posts, best timing, know when your audience is online. If they're more active nine o'clock in the morning, then don't be posting at seven o'clock at night. Make sure that you're on there when they're more likely to be there too. Instagram recently in the last couple of months revealed some metrics. One of them was 600 million users and another one was 150 million users on Instagram stories, which is a quarter of the audience. Now, Instagram stories is almost like another feed, except it is, uh, horizontal instead of vertical. And I'm wondering, first, do you think that because so many people are consuming stories that they're not going down into the feed as much as they used to? And secondly, for Instagram stories, are they also algorithmically determined in your opinion as to whether you see just those who posted the most recent story or do some of the ones that you engage with the most seem to lift up in the Instagram story? 
from what I've seen, the stories are chronological. So whoever posted most recently is going to be the most current, you know, most to the left in your list of possible stories. That could change at any point. Obviously, I say these things and two days later, Instagram goes, ha ha, and they go and change the rules on me. But right now, as far as I know, it is chronological, not algorithmically based for stories. Um, to the point about people looking at one versus the other, it's worth pointing out that there are two different audiences. People who interact with stories don't interact the same way on Instagram. So there are some people who only use stories and don't use Instagram. And there are people who only use Instagram and don't use stories. I actually have a lot of when my When you audience. say use, do you mean consume or do you mean create content? Both. Both. Um, consuming more so. Um, a lot of people don't create the content. Um, but definitely even consuming. A lot of my audience don't follow stories. And they, they're diehard, like, original Instagrammers. Mm. Um, but that just depends, too, on your... And that's knowing where your audience is and where they are and creating the right strategy around that content. Well, it's really interesting because six months ago, this didn't exist. And we we wouldn't have even known what the heck. So Instagram has almost got two different, you know, kinds of content for different kinds of audience. Well, technically, they're all video and audio, but just the way they work is quite interesting. Well, we're not going to get too deep into that, because I want to get back to the business account. Um, So let's, let's first describe um, what exactly you get with a business profile. Let's start there just so people understand what the heck it is. Yeah. So business profiles is an upgrade. So you're a normal everyday account or you are a business profile. Business profile means you get a business title association. You have to actually link it to your Facebook business page. So you cannot upgrade to an Instagram business profile if you do not have a Facebook business page. Okay. And when you do that, it takes your business designation. So if you're on Facebook as a consultant or as a retail store or whatever your designation is on Facebook, that automatically pulls into Instagram. So it says you are now a business type industry. You get a contact button, which is the best thing in the whole wide world. I love the contact button. You can set up email and or phone, which means from a one-touch button on your profile, your customers can contact you directly. And I know multiple people who have actually closed new clients, closed sales, solely because of that contact button. And that is the best reason that I can give people to to upgrade is, is that. And then, of course, you get analytics. You get all the fun stuff with that. We're going to dig into a lot of this, but I know that one of the big concerns that a lot of people have had, have had, and currently have, actually, is some of the concerns that I've had, which is like, uh uh-oh, we turn into a business (laughs) account, and that's the signal to Facebook that uh, we have money, and they're going to reduce our reach, right? And we're not going to be seen as much in the feed, and we're going to be forced to advertise. I know that this is the concern of, of many, right? So is this accurate? And what's the word on the street on this? And what's your, what's your kind of thoughts on that? So right now, it has no impact. It has no impact on the algorithm. It has no impact on your reach or impressions or anything else from that perspective uh, as an Instagram, Facebook iteration. That being said, in a month, six months, a year, that could all change. At any point, Instagram could turn around and be like, we want your money. And I've even noticed they started doing a very Facebookish thing where now they're saying, this post is performing 95% better than your other posts. Boost it now. And I'm like, oh, we're going down this road. So it's inevitably, it could get to that point. But at this point, the amount of advantages that you get from the analytics, the promotional capacity, and that contact button highly outweigh any risk. Um, that, that's, you know, 
I think that everybody's scared about this, especially anybody that knows a little bit about the history when the CFO of Facebook revealed back in uh, late summer of 2016 that we're running out of ad space. You know, the first thing that comes to my mind is, well, Instagram is coming next, man. <laughs> you know, they're coming for us. They're coming for us, like batting the hatches, you know. I mean, that's what I've been thinking. And I'm, I'm sure it's inevitable. But I've also been saying for a long time that if face, if Instagram, owned by Facebook, makes the advantages of having a, um, you know, having a business profile worth it, then I think many will move. And we're going to dig into a little bit of this right now. But... You know, um, let's dig into, first of all, can we switch back? That's probably one of the first questions. I was, was going to say, yes, you can try it out. Go be a business profile, look and see what it does for you. And you can absolutely switch back. You just go into your edit profile option and you scroll down and you say, switch back to personal account. Again, in the future, will Facebook say you have to use a business page versus a personal? Probably because they do that on Facebook. Um, and they'll, they'll probably force that to the Instagram audience. But for right now, you can absolutely go back if you don't like it, if you feel like it's in any way hindering your performance. Um, but to be completely honest, it won't have any impact on reach. And if your reach sucks now, it's not going to be any better or worse as a business profile. Okay, so what's the steps to actually switch to a business profile? You literally go into your account and go to edit profile and upgrade to business account. And then you go through a couple steps. You're going to link your, you have to choose a Facebook account to link to. You set up your contact information and that's pretty much it. It's really like a few couple steps. It's super easy. Do you have to have a uh, Facebook business manager account or whatever the heck they call that? Well, in theory, yes, because you have to have in order to run a boost post or run the ads, you have to have a business manager. So if you haven't set that up on your Facebook business page, you'll be taken through the steps to set that up. Is there a car alarm going off in the background? There's totally a car alarm going off in the background. All right. Just in case I decide to leave this in here, the car alarm has stopped. So we're going to continue this interview. (laughs) Okay. So Jen, uh, on the contact options, what are the options for businesses when it comes to the contact details? Talk to me a little bit about that so I can understand that better. Yeah. So when you set it up, you can choose to do email and or phone. So whatever is easier for you. If you are a physical business that people have a phone number they can call directly, or if you want to put your cell phone number on there as an entrepreneur, that's fine. Obviously, phone is great because it's direct communication. Your phone's going to ring. Will it show the phone number or will it say click to call or what is it? You, yeah. You literally click the call option and it opens up the phone app and with the phone number populated and you're calling. Got it. So it's not like it's revealing the phone number necessarily until you click or does it actually put that on there? No, it's when you actually go into the phone app and actually make the call. So it's not revealed, I think, in the actual until you actually push that button. Okay. What what, what kind of businesses would want something like that? Um, Restaurants, call and make reservations, real estate agents, real estate agents, um, anybody in retail, obviously, if you want to do it. Um, If you do any sort of um, like event planning or things like that, and you want to have people that are contacting you immediately, Um, I mean, really anything that's a physical location that could have people coming in. If we think creatively about this, what you could do is you could maybe set up a phone number through like a Google voice account, and then you could have it forward to your phone. And then whenever that rings, you could have a different sound ringer on your phone. Different ringtone. Yep. So you know. And that way you'll know it's an Instagram customer that's calling or something like that. That's a great idea. So... So that's pretty cool. So it's a phone number or an email, not and an email? You can do both. So you can do 
phone and or email. So you can choose to have both options in there or one or the other. Like for me, I just have email. So it just goes to my Jen at Jen's Trends email and I get an email notification, check it, respond. You know, again, phone is nice because it's immediate. Your phone is going to ring. They're going to immediately get in contact with you. And that's how most people close the sales because you get the person on the phone in seconds. Now, you, if you do not have a business profile, could you still write your phone number in there, but it just wouldn't be hot clickable in your profile? Right. Of course, you can put anything in your bio and, and put your phone number in there, but then they have to try to either copy it or write it down or remember it and jump over to their phone and actually call you. So this makes it that one-touch option that you don't have to fiddle with. And you said you know somebody who's actually gotten business from Multiple this? Multiple people that have not just gotten business, like actually closed sales on the phone call. And wow. Consultants have done it. I know physical locations, like I said, like restaurants and those sorts of things that... People, especially because from a physical perspective, if people go onto Instagram and they're searching for a local type of food or a local restaurant and they find you in a search and then they go to your photo and then they go to your profile and they hit call and they make a reservation, I mean, that's an amazing conversion from them just going to a search feature. Yeah, I think this is pretty big because let's be honest, Instagram is a closed ecosystem, right? And the Mm -hmm. fact that they are giving you the ability with one click to have an email or a phone for free. Yeah. That's a pretty big deal. It's huge. For the right businesses, right? Yeah. And even with your email account, I would imagine you could come up with Instagram at whatever, and then that way you'll know it's from that, right? Yeah, absolutely. You can set up whatever email you want and whatever on your domain, and and then that way you know it's coming from that, um, and that way you have, yeah, that direct contact. Now, I think, and I'm going from memory here, can you put the address in there as well if it's a local business, or is that not an option? Um, Not in the contact, but it will go in your bio, um, so if your Facebook page is a, is a, it'll pull that out of your Facebook page. Is that the idea or no? Um, you know, that's good. I don't know if it's on the physical, if it actually pulls the actual address from Facebook. Um, but you can put it in your bio and you can put it in your, you know, your details. Does that mean you can like see, click on it and get a map and route to it or is no, that- but you can geotag, you can, if you're on Facebook as a business profile, then you are a geotag in Instagram, which means people can find you on Instagram via your business and get you on a map that way. And is that only through the business account or is that? No, that's for anybody. If you've got, if you've got a business profile, because it comes from a Facebook database, not the Instagram database. Awesome. All right. So obviously we got some cool contact functions and features. What else can we do specifically with the Instagram business profile? Analytics. Talk to me about that. So what, what, first of all, are there any analytics provided at all for, for Instagram accounts, you know, normal accounts or is there none? No, no, you get nothing as a normal account. So when you upgrade to a business profile though, you get all these awesome things. And so they're called insights. When you go to your business profile page, there's the little bar graph that makes it look like analytics. And so you go into your insights and you get to see how many impressions you had this week. Everything's on a weekly basis. So, and it'll say whether your impressions went up or down for last week. And it's important to stress that impressions are number of total views. So does that mean even someone scrolling through the feed kind of thing? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Um, So impressions, and then you can see your reach. Reach is how many people actually saw it. So if a thousand people saw your post, but you had an impressions of 1500, that means... Some, some people Five, saw yeah. two of your posts, right? Right. They, or they know they saw it. Yeah. Or they could have seen a, one post multiple times. Yeah. But here's that. That's kind of like page views versus unique page views in Google right. Analytics, right. right? The unique number is the number of people and the total number is the number. Like if you post four times and one person saw that, that's four impressions. Right. But it's one. One unique view. One unique. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and then you can see how many people actually went and looked at your profile, which is really good information to know because most people, when they go to your profile, are either first-time visitors, meaning it's the first time that's your first impression, they've found you somehow and they want to find out more about you, or they're going to 
click on the link in your bio, they're going to hit that contact button. So knowing how many times someone actually goes to your profile can be really influential in, in terms of those calls to action that you're driving. Interesting. So I guess that logically breaks into another question. What should we do with our profile that maybe we're not doing with our profile since so many people might be looking at it, right? Well, we can go down a whole rabbit hole on this topic. Um, You absolutely want to make sure that you've got a really good, strong bio. Your bio should tell people who you are, what you do. Like I said, it's a first impression. What is that 30 second elevator speech that's going to convince a stranger to follow you on Instagram? So use emojis, have personality, make it quirky and fun if that's your personality. Can you use hashtags too or no? Um, Don't. Because they're not, you can, but they make you look like an amateur because they're not clickable. Oh, they're not clickable. (laughs) Well, I like the use of emojis. Isn't how much, how many characters approximately do you think you get in the, in the bio? In the bio, I think it's 240. So it's not a huge amount. No. That's like two tweets basically. Yeah. If that. Or one and a half tweets. So emojis actually can convey something in a lot less words. Do people tend to use like a sentence and pop an emoji instead of a word in there all the time? Put emojis in there. Um, You can use them to help you know, but spacing as a call to action, you can put an arrow to something, you know, click on the link and put an arrow pointing down. So instead of saying, click on the link below, you put the down arrow and you just saved yourself five characters. Let me ask you this, uh, emoji, uh, rookie here. Um, does Instagram have their own emojis or do you have to install special emojis on your phone? For nope, that you have it for both iOS, Android, um, whatever, emoji but understand that there is that weird I don't know if you've ever seen the emoji conversion chart for what they look like on different devices so if you use an iOS emoji that I don't recognize on an Android it won't show up on Instagram on my device but it will show up on an iOS device oh is there a so, place we can go to double test our Instagram our emojis have you ever heard um, of something there like that? is there's if you actually google um, iOS Android emoji comparison chart or anything like that. You could, there's actually charts that a company, I think it's like Unicode or something put together oh, that, a chart. That's good because you definitely don't want it to look ridiculous for one. Well, and even like funny things like a smiley face on one device is a, like a grimace on another device. So you want to be very selective with like the generic ones are pretty standard across the board, but it's the coding and they actually can, some of them look really different. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, um, Getting back to the advantages of the business account, you said in the analytics that you can you can look at how many people have looked at your mm-hmm. profile. What else can we learn in the in the analytics? You can find out how many people click to your website. So you oh. get the, it, it tells you how many clicks on your website. Now the thing to point out is that if you change out that link, it's not telling you how many clicked on one link versus the other. It's just total clicks to that link. So if you run a campaign for a week, you can say, okay, we had 36 clicks that week. Great. We had 36 clicks on that campaign. But if you only ran the campaign for three days and you had 36 clicks all week, you don't know the difference. So you still want to use like a bit.ly or other link tracker that you can specifically track each campaign. Okay, so this is all bringing another question to my mind. On the analytics, is it what's the time frame that you can look at the analytics on? Everything goes back about one week. It's it, there are, everything in Instagram is a one week. Rotation. So once it's done, can you go back further than a week, or is no. it only going to be one week? So if you want to keep track of your metrics, you need to you put have to them be in tracking a, it. You yeah. have to put them in a spreadsheet. Yeah. Do you recommend that as a best practice? I totally do. So at what point do you? You have to be pretty consistent then, and you have to decide on this day, I'm going to... I'm gonna Right, you set a time on your calendar. Like every Tuesday at 9 a.m., you come in, you open up your analytics, and you put everything into the spreadsheet. There's not a ton of data in here, right. um, so it does help. If you really wanted to get something more than a week, you'd have to use a third-party tool that would give you more robust analytics over a period of time. But if you can go in and just once a week, just jump in there, take 10 minutes and, and drop in your numbers, you can track it and then put it into bar graphs and pie charts and really get your trend analysis and get really geeked out on it. Any tools that you might recommend? 
Um, Icono Square obviously is always a good one um, as an alternative. Of course, it is a paid platform. They don't even have a free option anymore. Square Lovin is um, Square Lovin. It's loving without the G. Um, is a free version. It's very much like Icono Square. Um, and there's things like Agora Pulse um, and things like that that offer analytics too. Is there anything else in the analytics on the Instagram account that we did not talk about before we talk about the Instagram stories analytics? Um, you want to know when your followers are most active online oh, on it tells Instagram. You that. It tells you. So I'm I'm showing Mike right now because we're in studio and I can show him. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's so got all the. It's got a it's got a, a time thing along the yep. bottom and a bar chart and it kind of just shows you um, the total like the peak times right. Yep. It gives you a to- it shows you at what time of the day people are most interacting and so that's because we're recording this on a certain day they're going to show you you know I'm seeing it for the day that it, it's on Thursday but I can actually swipe um, and go look at I can hit see more and I can see what it is on different days of the week I can get breakdown demographics well you know let me ask this question since there's an algorithm how important is this now right it's very important too because you still want to make sure like if I know my audience is engaging at 9 a.m. in the morning I want to post at seven or eight in the morning. So well, that, that could help with Instagram four. stories too, because you yeah. know they expire in 24 hours, Well, yeah, right? exactly. You want to make sure you know when they're there and, and when they're most likely going to look at it. Um, so you absolutely still want to know. And you want to know which day of the week is better. And this tells you that too, whether it's, you know, is Monday better than Friday and that sort of thing. Very cool. And I would imagine for Instagram Live, that would be huge, right? If you want to yeah. go live, you want to try to hit the peak when they're there because yes. it's going to be gone once you're done. <laughs> I know. You know. Which is fun. When, yeah. your, when your videos go horribly wrong, like one of mine did, it's a good thing it disappears. <laughs> Excellent. Anything else on the Instagram analytics before we move over to Instagram story analytics? Um, we can, you can get um, information if you do run a boost post or an ad, you can get your analytics in there as well um, on the ad, but you can also get that through your business manager, which is more reliable. So. Uh, excellent. Okay, now Let's do stories. the reason we at Social Media Examiner moved to a business account was because of what data they provided in Instagram stories that maybe you could share. Yeah. Because like prior to upgrading, you have no idea how many people watched your stories because they disappeared in 24 hours. <laughs> and unless you happen to be there right at the moment, you know, that they're about to disappear, you would never know how many people really watch those stories. So what does this provide to us? So you have, and I have to say, I've written, or I've done a few stories, um, and the analytics have not shown up in my app, which is really frustrating. I'm like, where are my analytics? Um, But I did run a test last night, and that one did show up, so we're good. Um, But there are times that they don't show up, so if they don't, you know, I I just have to warn you, it could be glitchy, and it may just because you're still new to using stories, and it it will come with time, and they're going to kind of bribe you into doing more of them so that they actually show up. Um, but when you do go into your analytics, you can actually see your stories. So any of the stories you've had in the last 24 hours will populate. So again, you do have to watch By the way, them. where do we find the analytics? I should have asked you this. Yeah, it's when you go to your profile, there's a little bar graph up in the top right corner. Um, okay. And when you tap on that, it opens everything up. Cool. So I'm actually looking at it right now. And when we're in there, um, I see how you can swipe and you can see all these different things. Mm-hmm. Like even email clicks was interestingly enough that's in here. But once you're in here, where do you? Oh, I see. So, so the, you scroll down. Yeah. So and I you'll see, see stories. Sto- I see stories. Yep. Okay. Cool. And then you can hit see older, and it'll open up and it'll show you anything that you've done in the last you know 24 hours. Um, it'll show you what you've got going on. So it's going to default to showing by impressions. Now again, we talked about what impressions is versus reach. So you'll see how many total um, impressions you got. Then if you actually click on the word impressions, 
um, then you can actually go down. Hey, look, my story's an Instagram on Social Media Examiner. Yeah. I did their t- their takeover the other day. Yeah, I just I just <laughs> passed my phone over over. Why don't you explain what you're looking at? So I did an Instagram takeover um, for Instagram Stories um, for Social Media Examiner last week. I think to promote the Social Media Marketing World event that I, or session that I'm doing on Instagram. And so you've got all of my, you got, uh, we got Pegs in here too, because she did the takeover as well. Peg Fitzpatrick, yeah. Peg Fitzpatrick. Um, but then, yeah, so you've got all of mine in here. Um, and, and we see the number, just the total number. The but total it, number of impressions, but you can change that. So up in the top where it says showing impressions and see how impressions is actually blue. Right. If you tap on impressions, you can choose your filter option. So you can change it and you can actually look at your oh, reach. Oh, impressions, reach, and, and exits. exits, which means how many people left in the middle of one of your stories. Very interesting. So did they not watch it through? And you can look at replies. And then you can change it for 24 hours, seven days, and 14 days as your um, search filter. Folks, it, just in case you're like, what the heck are they talking about because we're not seeing this. Um, <laughs> I I think this is very important because the, the benefit here is you kind of see all your stories clustered together with little numbers next to them. Yep. And you can kind of see like um, the, the fall off, if you will, right? Um, how many people went from each story to the next story. And that can help you when you're doing your stories to kind of know whether or not, you know, um, whether or not people got lost in the second of the five segments that you did or whatever. And maybe next time when you do your stories, you need to rethink what you did in that segment or maybe something that you said. That's kind of that kind of data can be very valuable, don't you think? Absolutely. And most you will lose people through those stories, especially if you have one or two Okay, when you start getting up to 8 to 10, people aren't going to want to watch through all of those. So 5 to 6, you know, you kind of start getting into that that questionable area. Um, but if your content's really good and you're keeping people on and you're getting that conversion through post after post, that's great. But you need to know what's causing them. Are you putting calls to action in there? Is it photo, then video, photo, then video? What is it that's keeping them entertained? I think that if you use Instagram stories, this one feature is worth the upgrade. Because there just yeah. there just is no way to know whether or not it's working for you. And at Social Media Examiner, we have multiple people managing our Instagram account. And, you know, part of our strategy is to go on there and break news on our Instagram account, which is SM Examiner. And we want to know, because I asked Eric Fisher, our head of social, I want to know, like, is it really working, right? Because if it's not working, then maybe we shouldn't be doing it. Um, The good news is it is working. It's not a huge number. We have about thirty-two to 35,000 fans. And I think we get, if we're lucky, 1,000. I don't know. That seems like a pretty good ratio, yeah. but I don't know. I mean, I have 13,000 and I average, you know, two to 300 yeah. views. Yeah. I mean, for us, that's a pretty good number of people that are watching it, you know, um, and it's kind of exciting. We get lots of messages from people, you know, that are, that are interacting. And that's with the us. thing you can find out too, is it like how many, and, but you also have to be aware of that. If people are messaging you from stories and you're not following them, you won't get a notification. So you want to actually go in and check after you've run stories, you want to check your messages because they'll sit as pending requests. They don't just automatically show up as a notification. Now, we are a verified account, and I don't know this. And I don't know if you know this or not, but because we have the ability to, cl- to swipe up and click, do you know if that data is, is there? Um, I'll let you look at my account. <laughs> And you can kind of tell me because if you are a verified account, it would be really cool if you could see how many people actually clicked on the links because, you know, with a verified account, you can swipe up. And what we do with that is uh, like actually as of this recording, um, Facebook just came out with a brand new thing called Facebook uh, Day, I think it's called or whatever, Facebook Messenger Mm -hmm. Day. And what we did on our stories is Eric went on there and did two, you know, little 15 second stories. And he said, uh, you know, swipe up to learn more. And then what we did was we took them to our Facebook page 
because it's easy for them to share on Facebook. You know what I mean? So instead of taking them to the actual article, we took them directly to our Facebook page. But I don't know. I don't know if that metric data is in there. Are you seeing it or no? Maybe. Um, So when you go to, maybe it's just going to show me the actual link. Yeah, it's not actually showing the number of links that went back to it. So it, it does click through to it, but it won't give you the actual data. I'm sure eventually that data will be available. And it's kind of exciting. I mean, it is not a feature that's available to everyone. And getting a blue check mark is very, 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 very hard. Um, so it is just kind of one of those things. All right. Well, I think we've covered all the major advantages to having an Instagram business profile. Now I just want to spend a little bit talking about like, and by the way, if I forgot anything, just if we <laughs> forgot anything, chime in. No, I think we're good. Okay. So tips and tricks when it comes to business accounts or Instagram in general, what other tips and tricks would you recommend just in the last couple of minutes here? So one of the things, and I'm totally stealing this from Mari Smith because she used the phrase thumb stopping. And I love that, that when people are scrolling through Instagram, they're scrolling really fast. And even I do it and you start scrolling and you just start seeing stuff and you just kind of keep rolling past it and you're not really paying attention. You want that content that is literally thumb stopping. They're like, whoa, stop, scroll back. What was that post? And that's only going to come from super awesome content casual content that's, you know, half kind of this, that, that, not great content, not great imagery, not great videos, blurry images, nothing that's high contrast. Those things are not going to stop people's attention. You really want to find that content that resonates with your audience to stop them in the feed and make them pay attention. Does that mean we should really get a nice camera or focus on our lighting or what are we talking about here? Um, I mean, yes and no. It could be all of those things. It could be creating better graphics. If you're doing graphic content, Um, it could just be really thinking strategically and and less of the, oh, it's Thursday. I haven't posted in three days. I need to find something to post, but having a content strategy. So you're planning your content out in advance. You've got the photos already on your device ready for upload. Um, It's just knowing what your audience wants. If they want to see pretty pictures of landscapes, then don't post something that's not in that scheme. It's not going to draw on their attention. Um, Another thing you really want to do is understand that on Instagram right now, you get about three lines and then it goes dot, dot, dot more. So those first three lines, which is, you know, maybe a sentence and a half needs to be super important information. That's like your best blog post. That's almost like a headline or whatever, right? Yeah. The subject letter of your email, the subject line of your email, the blog post title, what is it going to get people to click dot, dot, dot more where now you can put the call to action in there where you can get them. And that clicking that dot, dot, dot more does contribute towards the algorithm as far as I know. Do you know whether or not it tells you like, okay, after this character count, you're in the dot, dot, dot more? No, it's kind of random. Um, It's hard to say exactly what it is that... So, and if you have, like, if you put one sentence and then you do spacing and formatting and you drop down a line, it won't include that spacing. So sometimes it truncates it after, you know, what seems like 40 characters. Sometimes you might get 100 characters. It just, there isn't a specific number and it, it won't cut off mid-word. So it kind of, you know, decides in an appropriate place, but there's no real justification for it. Um, what about post frequency? Because this is something that you know, like at Social Media Examiner, we just post once a day, but I know that a lot of people post multiple times a day. What's your thoughts on this? I like less is more. Really, I do. I think if you're posting three times a day, it's too much, but that depends on depend- your business. It depends how you're using your profile, right? Like if right. you're showing a day in the life, then that makes more sense, doesn't right. it? Right. And certain time, certain things, like obviously during social media marketing world, sorry, my Instagram feed is going to blow up. I'm going to be posting stuff all day long every day, but I'm not going to post. And by the way, 10- folks, we are recording this before the conference. <laughs> right. FYI, we're pretty True. close. <laughs> 
But, so, but so come back re- and look at my post. This recording is after the conference, so tell them how to find you, by the way, on Instagram. So it's at Jens, J-E-N-N-S underscore trends. Um, oh. And you can see all my photos from, from Social Media Marketing World. I'm planning to come next year if you didn't come this year. And, and if you did come, come see your photos because you've got selfies together. They'll be in there. Um, and that's the other thing. Now they actually they do have the album feature, which is a whole other thing we could get into, um, where you can actually upload up yeah. to 10 photos. Let's talk about post. that briefly because that is relatively news. Uh, I mean, I, 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 at Social Media Examiner, we call it multi-image. Um, multi-image, you know, post because it's the easiest way to describe it. Right. But it's kind of like a carousel mm-hmm. kind of a thing. What, what have you been seeing businesses do with that? Um, it's really, it depends. Different people are doing it different ways. People are doing it when they have, like, I've seen a, like, whether you're doing like a product launch or a product announcement and you have, you can create multiple posts that's substantiated around it. Again, live events, charity events, anything going on in the community. Again, multiple posts associated with one. Um, a couple, uh, like museums and places like that are doing actual tributes to a certain individual or a certain event. And they have multiple posts now associated with that from the museum. I wonder if they're going to eventually provide data on all this stuff. I'm sure they will. And right now they don't, you cannot boost a post that is, um, a, a album as I call them or, or multi image posts. Yeah. Um, and they're not just images. They can be images and or videos. Right. Um, and so there, you can't get any real analytics in terms of how many people scrolled from one to the next. But again, because this is so new, I've been telling people to make sure that you put something on that first image that lets people know that there's more. Put an arrow, say scroll for more. Oh put yeah, some sort you mean of some words action. over the top of the image yes. or put it in the text? Both. Either You can do a text overlay. I'm using text overlays on the actual image, but even just something in the caption that says not everybody scroll understands those dots, but eventually they will. Yeah, people get there. So, um, well, if you're on location at an event like Social Media Marketing World, that's a perfect example, isn't yes. it? How many can you post, like 10 or something? 10, up to 10. And can you, a mixture of videos and mm-hmm. photos, right? Yep. And the videos are what, 60 seconds each? Yes. Could you get creative and just slice a longer video into a bunch of little segments and yep. kind of have it be like Yeah, a, you could post 10 videos and get yourself, you know, a good... 10-minute video? Yeah, good, yeah. Wow, that's kind of an, an interesting. And does it? I wonder, does it automatically play to the next one, or do you have to swipe? I'm pretty it? sure you have to. You have to swipe because yeah. it, it'll just play one, and then you have to actually go to the next one, and then you would play it. So you'd have to, you know, know to do that or tell your audience to do that. But yeah, you could definitely break it up into multiple and get yourself a good five or six minute video out of it. Awesome. Well, folks, as you can see. Jen is a true expert, and we've just scratched the surface of what you can do as a business uh, with your Instagram account. Um, Jen, why don't you tell everybody where they can discover more about you and all the great things you've got going on? Thanks. Yeah. So you can find me at Jen at Jenstrends.com for email. Jenstrends, J-E-N-N-S, trends.com is my website. Um, I'm pretty much everywhere on social media at Jens underscore trends. And if you want more help or anything, I'm always here, whether email or website, reach out to me. I'm always happy to help with any Instagram questions and advice. Jen Herman, Instagram expert. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you. It's awesome. Well, I hope you found a lot of value in today's episode. If there's anything that we said and you missed it, don't worry. We take all the notes at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 245. Also, if you're new to this show, hit that subscribe button. Never miss an episode of this show. We got some great stuff coming. Last request, longtime listener, how about giving me a rating and a review? I would love to know what you think about this show best way to do that socialmediaexaminer.com slash itunes right from your mobile phone you can do that this brings us to the end of another episode of the social media marketing podcast i'm your host michael stelsner i promise i'll be back in the driver's seat with you next week 
I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.